This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Thursday, January 18th, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. West Fork Whiskey Company, an Indianapolis-based craft distillery with major operations in Westfield, has linked with an investment firm to land up to $18 million in capital to allow the distillery to expand production and accelerate growth. West Fork announced this week that it entered a partnership with Indianapolis-based Wabash Investments that involves an initial investment of $3 million. Blake Jones, one of West Fork's three co-founders, said the company needed an investment partner to grow regionally and nationally. This infusion of, of capital provides us the, the liquidity in order to invest in, in increased production, meaning literally the production of barrels of bourbon. Mm-hmm. An additional $10 million to $15 million will be spent supporting production contracts and additional real estate development at West Fork's property in Westfield, which features a 35,000-square-foot agritourism facility. A computer science major in the Luddy School of Informatics, Computing, and Engineering at Indiana University created an AI-based therapy and personal growth app last year and has already found a buyer. Matt Gasek, now a junior at IU, began development of Thea last July and then sold the technology to California-based health and wellness platform Miri by the end of the year. Gasek's app, which was developed with the help of resources at the Luddy School and IU's Shoemaker Innovation Center, is based on a model of more than 5,000 data points using multiple psychology research papers and therapy notes. Indianapolis-based Elevate Ventures and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation have officially launched the new pre-seed fund, the venture capital firm announced Thursday. The $3 million fund is designed to provide direct investments to pre-seed companies throughout the state with the goal of helping startups attract additional investment. The fund was originally announced last month as part of a series of efforts by the IEDC to enhance the focus on innovation and entrepreneurship throughout the state. Investments made through the fund will range from $20,000 to $100,000. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio. Looking for a great way to tip off the 2024 NBA All-Star Weekend in Indy? I'm Gary Dick, inviting you to join business and community leaders from throughout the state at the Economic Club of Indiana Luncheon, sponsored by IBJ Media. It's February 15th at noon at the Indiana Convention Center. I'll be interviewing NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, giving you an inside look at the league and all things All-Star Weekend. Reserve your ticket or table for right now at economicclubofindiana.com. Hoosiers for Responsible Lending on Wednesday hosted a press conference lauding two pieces of legislation at the State House that would significantly improve consumer lending policy in Indiana. IIB's Alex Brown has more. Senate Bill 200, authored by Republican Senator Spencer Deary of Lafayette, institutes a nonprofit loan center for Indiana state employees, providing a payday loan alternative for Hoosier civil servants. The bill passed the Senate Insurance Committee unanimously and now heads to the full Senate for a vote as soon as Tuesday. Hoosiers for Responsible Lending also supports House Bill 1171, authored by Democratic Representative Kerry Hamilton of Indianapolis, which caps payday loans at 36% annual percentage rate, like the Military Lending Act. 
That bill awaits a hearing in the House Committee on Financial Institutions. Capping interest rates on Indiana payday loans at 36% APR could have saved Hoosier borrowers more than $26 million in 2021, according to an analysis released by the Indiana Community Action Poverty Institute. Loans during that period averaged just $386, but payday lenders collected over $29 million in finance charges. Hamilton said a 349% interest rate on a 14-day loan is happening every day in Indiana and called it simply unreasonable. Alex Brown, Inside Indiana Business, Radio. Purdue University-affiliated software company Quantum Research Sciences will use a $2.5 million contract to deliver the U.S. Department of Defense's first operational production-level quantum computing software. The Lafayette-based company's contract is a three-year Phase Three small business technology transfer contract from the U.S. Air Force, which will be the business's first customer. CEO Ethan Crimmins said in a news release that the company's software identifies inventory levels. The software, Purdue said, will improve accuracy and optimize the Air Force's supply chain management, especially for sporadic and rarely used parts. It also will support defense staff with knowing when inventory is needed and solving complex issues. A bill to hold back and provide more support to third graders who can't read proficiently passed the Senate Education and Career Development Committee Wednesday along party lines. Senate Bill 1 would reinforce the state's policy of holding back students who fail the state's reading test, while also requiring schools to identify and give remediation to those who are at risk of not passing the exam. Under the provisions of the bill, schools will also need to track students' reading skills beyond the third grade and provide reading instruction rooted in the principles of the science of reading through eighth grade. The legislation continues the state's recent focus on improving students' literacy and reading instruction. Last year, Indiana lawmakers enacted a law requiring schools to adopt research-backed curriculum based in the science of reading. The state also prohibited schools from using a reading instruction method known as 3 queuing The U.S. Department of Labor found that Indianapolis-based Protection Plus Incorporated has violated a federal law for the third time in five years after it did not pay its guards accurate overtime rates, the department announced on Wednesday. A wage and hour division investigation concluded that 31 security guards are owed $28,334 in overtime back wages and liquidated damages. The company also has to pay $27,597 in penalties for violating the Fair Labor Standards Act. From January 2021 to November 2022, the division said Protection Plus did not pay overtime rates for some employees and paid others incorrect rates that varied based on different jobs worked during the same week. It also said the business failed to have accurate payroll records. Dan Starr, president and CEO of Fort Wayne's Do It Best, is this week's guest on the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, a weekly conversation with high-profile Hoosiers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. Available now from your favorite podcast provider. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.